0: Hey, I'm Amy Atkinson and it wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the confidence to focus on growing my online business. Fast forward past many failed attempts and lessons learned and you'll see the business I have today. This podcast gives you all the tried and tested ways to grow your business through social media and digital marketing. You'll hear all my home truths and challenges, but also how to navigate them. It's time to get you seen, so let's Hi everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Simply Digital Marketing P- Podcast. I have got the amazing Rebecca Ann on with me today. She is the founder of the PEC. I can't see she's gonna hate this because I've fluffed up already the perfectionist cure and has helped hundreds of women unlock their true potential in their life their careers and business helping to free them of limiting beliefs constraints and other blocks that are holding them back from achieving what they want and what they deserve and as you can tell, I'm not too worried about making things perfect. So I don't always understand when I have clients say to me, Yeah, but doesn't Instagram have to have the most beautiful look to it? Or, Oh, no, I can't post that because my hair's not right or my makeup's not right. So <laughs> and actually, as we're recording this, I'm in a hoodie and she's in a really smart jacket. Her hair looks amazing. And <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. I'll send you a picture of what I'll upload a picture of what it looks like, but it's fun. So I know that a lot of people feel like they want to have this perfect look on Instagram or yeah, I mean, mainly Instagram, but also on Facebook. And ultimately, they don't always know what's holding them back. And it could be perfectionism and actually they don't even know or they just don't want to admit that it's perfect and I want you to Bex I want you to say more about that because you probably know all of this share your story tell everybody what it's all about um well yeah (laughs) Uh, thanks
1: thanks Amy and yeah if you could if you could see us if you could see us, uh, you would you would see that we are true to form. So let me just quickly say, yeah. So I'm Rebecca Ran. Um, you may also hear Amy call me Bex because we've been friends for a long time. And <laughs> I that, shouldn't
0: I forgot. Because-
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a self-proclaimed uh, recovering perfectionist, and I'll go into why I refer to myself as recovering, um, even though I've done. You know the methodology I have, which is called the perfectionist cure. I've done this on myself. Uh, but I still refer to myself as a recovering perfectionist because there is ongoing work, and it is something that you know things come off in layers, and I think that's that's my first message is when you're listening to this, before I even get into my story, when you're listening to this, it's like the first limb of my of my methodology is we have to get we have to get okay with self-forgiveness, which as a perfectionist or a recovering perfectionist, is an art that we keep having to practice. So if anything comes up and it triggers you, if you're there holding on to like, I don't wanna release my perfectionism because it what drives me. I'm here to say that I used to see perfection as a badge of honor, that it symbolized high standards, attention to detail, and somebody who was driven to the utmost degree. And I couldn't see how, if I released my perfectionism, how I would achieve anything how would I be successful and now looking back I see that actually I did everything in spite of my perfectionism so everything I achieved was in spite of it and you know I I haven't dropped my attention to detail. I haven't dropped my high standards as Amy alluded to. I'm here with coffered hair and a jacket and I'm all coordinated because it really <laughs> brings a bit of joy to my life. Okay, and I don't think. And so I'm here to say to you that you can release your perfectionism, release any perfectionism traits, but actually it really will not impact on the standard on what you deliver and on the goals that you achieve and the excess, success that it can bring you.
0: Yeah. And I, I totally, I totally agree with that because I think that I forgotten my train of thought. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God, that is so annoying.
1: So so just to, just to help Amy out here and and, and anyone who, who knows, this is actually a really good example. So thank you for, for, thank you for illustrating this very well. If this was me, back when I was fully entrenched in my perfectionism and I refer to myself as an ultra perfectionist, perfectionist, I would have had to stop this recording, stop this podcast and restart if I had done that. And I would have been consumed the whole time by a voice in my head saying, "What? how is How is the guest thinking of you now? What if, you can't even do this. You can't even do this right. And so whenever you're doing anything as a perfectionist and this is what I really started to uncover was just the true cost of it. The fact that I constantly have a narrative in my head, or I used to, thinking not only what are you, what are you thinking, Amy, sitting in front of me, um, but what is everybody listening to this thinking? What are they thinking of my voice? Um, are you judging me that I have a jacket, but I've got a t-shirt on, so I'm slightly cash and smart cash? What are you thinking? Like constantly this narrative of. What is everybody thinking of me? And am I serving them? And am I being perfect? And where am I not being perfect? Where am I failing? Where am I wrong? And there's this constant cycle, constant cycle, constant narrative in your head. You know, and when I started on on really seeing the true cost of my perfectionism, it allowed me to kind of look back and see that, There were certain points in my life where I had vowed never to make that mistake again and never to make that failure again. And I think the biggest one for me, which would really cemented my perfectionism, and I will come in from and I will give more information on where perfectionism comes from. But for me, it was this slow accumulation of a feeling when I was younger that I just I wasn't enough, that I wasn't loved. And things happening like my parents separating which on the face of it you might not think would lead to perfectionism but it can do because perfection is, is trauma okay it's that learned behavior in childhood and I don't really remember a specific moment in my life where I was like right now I've made the decision to be perfect but I also knew that I the more that I succeeded, the more that I mounted pressure on myself. And fast forward to being 18 and I'd never failed before. I'd never failed. I could ace everything. I was a topper achiever at school. I was playing sport to a high level. I was house prefect, like everything. Like I just, this was it. 18, I opened my... A-level results. And I knew what was going to be facing me. I had got to the point for my A-levels that I couldn't revise. I had got so much, put so much pressure on myself that maybe this would be the undoing of me, that maybe now everybody would realize that I didn't, that I wasn't perfect, that I didn't revise for any of my A-levels. And needless to say, I needed an A to get into my chosen university for history. And I didn't get an A. And I was 18 and failing and failing publicly and, and crushing and burning. But equally, I knew, like I also knew, like I just didn't revise my A-levels. And I came out with an A and two Bs. I mean, on the face of it, that's still pretty good. But I didn't revise, like my perfectionism had got a hold of me that much. But instead of seeing it, like, oh, I've got an issue, it pushed me deeper. And I vowed never, ever to find myself in that space. And so I pushed myself unbelievably to the point w- when I left employment, I was doing five jobs. My job went into five people. Yeah.
0: That's not
1: achievable, or sustainable, I should say. Mm. Like I was in cycles of burnout. I was totally running on adrenaline, the stress I was putting under my body. When I stopped, I needed a complete month out. and actually I took really a good year being quite relaxed with everything in order before I felt ready, like the toll it had taken on my body. Yeah. Um, welcome to the world of of perfectionism. <laughs> the hidden world of perfectionism, right?
0: yeah 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 because most yeah as you say most people can't admit it or they might not even see it yet they just know that they're procrastinating which that was going to be the next thing we were going to talk about wasn't it that um you're procrastinating to get something done um however just before we uh move on I remembered and I've written it down so that I don't forget Don't forget what I was going to say. And basically, what I was going to say is that I've always, I, I focus on what is important, like the end deliverable. So that means that I let go of all of the other stuff that then stops you from necessarily getting to the end deliverable, if that makes sense. So you would think, yes, that's what maybe what a perfectionist does, but a
1: perfectionist can only see the overarching big outcome so what a perfectionist is totally different then yeah so a perfectionist will think um okay so let's deal uh with business they may think overarching i have to have a successful business and having a ses- successful business means that i'm bringing in you know my business has to be profitable or it has to have a business re- revenue of six figures right and they can only think of that and they are so focused on that that actually are not reaching that and not and, and failing that and what it will mean that they can't start breaking down even and looking at the smaller bits or everything. So when you post something on social media, when you do a reel, you're thinking, I'm just going to get a reel done. Yeah, that's, that's a way my outcome. Live, right? <laughs> that's your outcome. What a perfectionist can do is bring that. This will make or break my business. This has got to demonstrate that I'm uh, that I that I'm representing being a six-figure business owner. This has got, so the ad, everything. If I'm not like this, is this means in this one small act is somehow linked to that bigger outcome.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And so they can't celebrate. Woohoo! I've done a reel. Oh my god! It doesn't matter if it's great, bad, or ugly. I've done it. And and we, you know, you can't, you often can't sit in, in celebrating your success, however small, you only can celebrate when you have got to what you think is a perfect outcome. And obviously circling back, there's no such thing as perfectionism. And that's the really self-destructive thing about being a perfectionist or having any perfectionist traits is you're trapped in this loop, which yeah. you can never get yourself out of without seeing the true cost and and out doing the hard work to bring yourself out of it yeah. you're okay. trapped in a loop and your mind will keep you there
0: yeah so let's 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 think about um procrastination then so obviously a lot of people procrastinate with their or my clients and and listeners on here they procrastinate with doing stuff whether it's on social media or sending that email out or following up with that client or whatever it is um, so what, what are your thoughts around that? It's something that most people don't realize
1: is actually a real sign of perfection. having any sort of perfectionism, any sorts of traits. I mean, you don't have to go to the level. As I said, I was an ultra perfectionist, right? You don't have to be at my level that it seeped into everything I did. What happens in that moment with procrastination is one, often with a perfectionist, you only see the end result. They don't really share their journey so you don't know the time it's taken you don't know so often people just see your success and think you do it so easily because you never talk about your struggles because you can't but on the other hand you one have an constant internal chatter it's going to be based on around your self-worth your self-trust your self-confidence it's i am not enough i am not loved i'm not worthy I don't deserve to occupy this space. There's going to be some underlying narrative that's going to be pushing through. As I said, you know, this is a trauma response. Perfectionism is a trauma response. It isn't. And this is one of the reasons I I created this methodology. I really got sick of people telling me just to take action. Stop trying to be perfect it's all about progression, and I was like, "Oh my god, I drive myself every second of the day so hard." It's not about me not taking action,
0: yeah.
1: Um, and that's what made me take a step back. Like it's a trauma response, okay. And in that moment, when you are procrastinating, you're looking at something. You're looking, okay, we're going to take it, and this this happens throughout, you know, um, business, and particularly perfectionism affects more women and actually um affects so if you want some statistics i quite like the statistic mm-hmm. um overall in the overall in the um sort of society it's about one in three people so about 30 percent of people will s- identify or as or have some sort of perfectionist traits when you push yourself into um Highly, you know, if you're highly capable, high high achievers, you know, very talented, and also it goes into eighty percent of that demographic that will suffer it, will feel it. When you start adding things in like you're a business owner, you're an entrepreneur, you are on social media, that eighty percent starts creeping up and up and up until you can easily hit into the ninety percent of that demographic. So you're not alone, first and foremost. I think as a perfectionist, you often think you are alone, but you're not. So what happens with procrastination is different things, depending on your narrative. One of the key narratives is to, the less time you have to do something, you give yourself an excuse. Because you're driven by fear and you're pushed by it, you have to get to the point where you think this is do or die. So in procrastination, your body can- yeah you have to have that pressure to often to override your trauma response to override that feeling of I'm not enough I'm not worthy I can't interact with this what is this making what is this I'm making this mean something what happens if I get this wrong am I going to be criticized you have to override it of that feelings of judgment of the feelings of not being worthy of the feelings of not being loved of the feelings that I don't belong here of those feelings of being an imposter the feelings of I'm going to be discovered any second now. Is this the thing that will be my undoing? So you have to push yourself, and, and procrastination is your body's way of actually creating that pressure because you will end up only engaging with something when you absolutely have to. And your body doesn't want to, your mind doesn't want to deal with those feelings of being unloved, it doesn't want to f- deal with those feelings. So upsprings procrastination because you know, and and as a perfectionist, there can be lots of ways you can procrastinate. Do you know what? I need to, and Amy's going to laugh at this because we had a moment just before we started recording it. I was like, I need to wear a jacket. Maybe I need to wear some earrings. Maybe. I don't know. Like, mm." and there were a few things that were coming up. Now that's procrastination. And that's procrastination, actually, because that's, that's, as I said, I'm a recovering perfectionist. That's my perfectionism (laughs) coming up to the surface. I've got to feel right. And so often with procrastination, it's not that as a perfectionist, you're going to sit and watch TV. You're often going to find other things and you're going to tell yourself you're advancing or you're working on it. And actually, it's just a way of not engaging with it and prolonging that stress and prolonging that. Hit of adrenaline to get you over your trauma response
0: this is quite interesting can I tell you why go for it so I obviously don't I don't procrastinate and I'm not worried about social media however there are definitely tasks in my business that I procrastinate over and I wouldn't say it's because I'm worried about like what people think, or anything like that. But it's because I know it's gonna take me a long time to get it to the standard I would want it to go out. So that's yeah, so, gotta be a level of perfectionism. Yeah, so there are three types, broadly speaking, there are three types of perfectionism.
1: There's a self-oriented perfectionism, which Lends people to be conscientious, to hold high standards of performance. And it's associated with a greater work, pro- like productivity and, and career success. And that can, that's what you're talking about is in that moment, actually you want what you're doing to be perfect. And so it's a little bit of that. You The other one is self-orientated, other-orientated perfectionism. So that is where you're looking, you're holding others to a very high standard, uh, being judgmental, being critical of others' uh, performance. Um, And this can lead to you not wanting to delegate. So if you, and this comes up a lot in business, only I can do this. Only I can do this to the standard. You cannot release it and build a team. That's going to impact on how scalable your business is if you think about that and then the other one which is socially prescribed perfectionism which is on the rise which is with that feeling of social media and that kind of real focus on being perfect of showing only the best side of you that is actually That particular one, that particular uh, form of perfectionism is rapidly on the increase. And the more you're on social media, the more that this can peak it. And this can drive you into a deeper level of perfectionism. Um, And you can start getting your self-worth or you can start making your business mean something if your reels aren't um, trending yeah you can see i stumbled there i was like what do reels do you can tell i mean amy's looking at me right now going we've had this conversation quite a lot you have not done reels yet i've not done reels yet
0: <laughs> That's, it's oh, I've been on my to-do list
1: for, for this whole year uh, so far okay uh, i'm holding my hands up this is definitely my inner perfectionist um kind of coming up just
0: and so- an absolute loon and everyone will find it amusing <laughs> No, you don't. You don't have to do that.
1: Really. <laughs> Only be a loon if that is you, but like, be authentic exactly. to you. Exactly,
0: which actually is quite.
1: We're both loony. We both we know why we're friends. Yeah. Um, so is that sort of help? Like it, it, can do, and and that can that can be like, what are you making? So one of the things is is um you know I always like to leave you with something that's um that you can do. So Amy, this is going to be I can use as a bit of case study, and hopefully this is going to be useful for actually um your audience and anyone listening to this podcast um if we take that example of you're procrastinating of doing something because you want it to be you want to get this perfect or you want to reach a high standard with it and first of all it's gaining that awareness of like okay i'm not wanting to engage with this why don't i want to engage with this what am i making this mean so you want this to be like you want this um, piece of work that you're doing, um, you're wanting, I don't know, this reel, this piece of content to be absolutely perfect or you're wanting it to be of a high standard. Be realistic with yourself. Are you wanting it to be perfect or are you wanting it to reach a good standard? Because when we are a business, your content, yes, is a window slightly to you. And if you are there um, with not using your brand colors or it's messy you know, there is a point actually looking and saying, "What does this say about my business?" Perfectionists will often take it to, a, "What does this make? What does this mean about me?" And they start internalizing it and they start using it as, "I'm gonna. This is where I get myself love. This is where I get myself worth. This is where I'm gonna get my confidence from. This is where, if I don't get this, you know, how do I know if I can trust myself?" So it's really having a look at getting that awareness and why. Why is it important that I'm reaching a certain standard? And is it a healthy standard? Because I have pages of content that I wrote at the beginning of my business, which I didn't post because I was so waiting for the right moment, waiting for the perfect moment, worried it wasn't perfect enough, worrying what people would think of me because I just started out. And who was I to say this and et cetera, that now I've moved along in my journey. That's no longer my voice, no longer aligned with me to say that. And so I was wasting all those opportunities to be able to impact someone's life, able to impact someone, able to make a difference because I was in my head and I was making it mean something. Yeah. So have a look about what, what is it? What is it? Because wanting full stops or wanting to, at the end of sentences, wanting to ensure you're using your brand colors or it be on brand. Okay. That's that's good. If you're taking it beyond it, because you'll got feelings of judgment, feelings of making it worth. Okay. We need to break that pattern. We need to break what is going on in our mind. Does that make sense? I'm just going to make sure if Amy's nodding, I'm hoping everybody listening to this is also making sense. Yeah,
0: it does make sense. I love
1: I love getting a bit geeky
0: with the sort
1: of science behind it. I don't get too in depth about it, but if we think so, so first and foremost, perfectionism a trauma response, there is no quick fix for doing the actual deeper work, but there are tools you can employ or deploy in the moment to help you work through a block. Okay. So this is not going to be a fix all. There is a bit of a deeper work and I offer like obviously deeper programs to, to, you can work with me on -on one-on-one, et cetera, but I want to really leave you something with something you can do in the moment because I had to do everything. I had to start using the tools that I'm going to share with you, had to start using them to get me in a position where actually I could even start looking at what was underneath everything and one of the things that i use two things is affirmations and reframes so i'm going to talk about what do i mean by like a reframe so reframe is taking that negative narrative taking that negative thought and changing the emphasis to allow you to engage with the task at hand or allow you to move forward and he's nodding ahead so i'm thinking hoping this is landing so i'm going to give you an example of this So you might begin, so if you're feeling, it makes me really anxious if I think someone doesn't like me or approve of my work, you know, if someone doesn't like or approve me or my work or my content or my message or my voice or the way I look, and that can really be a block to get you, like you were just saying, you you don't have that, you don't have that, you're like, this is me, I'm going to be loony as I want. I don't care if you don't like the color pink. I do. I don't care if you don't like the way I dance. I don't care, right? And you're just yeah. on there loving doing your reels. But someone else is going to stop because they've got this narrative. So it's coming back and you can reframe it. So if in that moment you're spiraling down and that, oh my gosh, like I'm going to be judged. I, it makes me really anxious. It's really taking a moment to, and take, I always think three deep, deep breaths really nice deep breaths count to 3 hold for 3 out for 3 repeat it 3 times i'm a perfectionist i like the rule of 3 you get a lot of threes from me um and then you're going to start interrupting that pattern in your mind and then you can reframe it so you can repackage that so my worth is not dependent on anyone else's approval of me or my work i am enough I am enough, I am enough, I am enough, say it three times. Because what you're wanting to do is you're wanting to change that sort of the neuroplasty in your mind. So you're, re, you're relearning, so you want to break the patterns, um, your learned patterns, which, you know, at some point have got you here, have got you, have kept you safe. Like your, your body at some point has, or your mind at some point has said perfectionism has served you we want to break that pattern we want to break the, those links and connections that your mind has has made and then probably very much strengthened and we want to kind of start to create new connections and that is what saying these reframes is going to do is going to help with that reprogramming of your of your thought processes as i said there's no this isn't think positively i do not agree with toxic positivity and there's no short circuit to actually doing the work to, um, to really go deep down and, and, and uncover those narratives that you're, you know, that, that's been in your childhood. You need to do deeper. But in the moment, that is it. And play around with it. Find some wording that you can use. Um, I also like to give my perfectionist a name. She has a persona. And then I talk to it. Susan.
0: How Susan. Yeah, which
1: is also my mother's name. So I'm going to need to actually talk to my mum first before I tell her to listen to this. I'll, uh, have a discussion about, about this.
0: <laughs> I, but, it, but it helps
1: create that separation. And I see it, it isn't me. My perfectionism isn't me. It is, it is something external to me that I can engage with, that I can have fun with, that I can now laugh at. And that i can create that separation
0: so i have a i have a a question slash um something i've noticed because i think it's fair for me to say that if i so whenever i create any content that i put up i don't sit there and 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 go this, I absolutely love this. I I mean, I definitely laugh at myself. I'm just going to throw that out there. I do, I do find myself quite funny, which is good because at least one person does. But <laughs> I also really, I do analyze my bags under my eyes, depending on how the, my sleep was the night before with my daughter. I do analyze my mum tum. I do analyze my um my double chin. I do analyze all of these things. However, I mean, I don't reframe it because it doesn't stop me from doing anything, but I do think no one cares because I bet you anyone that watches my stuff regularly, they don't notice those things. Um, That's not me being helpful with reframes and stuff like that with a perfectionist though, but that's just me sort of being honest about yeah. I don't sit there and think everything I'm putting out is brilliant.
1: Yeah, and so... <clears throat> Well, obviously, comparison is a, is the thief of joy. Okay, yeah. and, and perfectionists will often compare themselves because we judge ourselves so much, and when you judge yourself so much, you judge others so much. Yeah. yeah, you do. And what you're speaking to is there is a difference. So when a perfectionist is like, "Oh my God, there's bags under my eyes, and I've got a double chin, or I've got a mum tum." first of all, it can stop them. Yeah. But second of all, what they're doing is even if rationally, and this is what it comes to and why I used to get really, used to kind of anger me. I used to get a real anger when people used to try and talk to me or like talk to me about perfectionism, about breaking it, breaking free from it. I kind of felt that they were saying to me I was vain. I could logically see that maybe everybody wasn't Seeing the bags under my eyes, or didn't care that I had bags under my eyes, if we use this example. But my perfection, but perfectionism is a trauma response. And so I was being triggered, and it had nothing to do really with whether I could logically, in a moment outside of my perfectionism, understand that people weren't, didn't really care. If I had bags under my eyes. Well, I was just there going, unless I'm perfect, I'm not loved. Unless I'm perfect, I'm not worthy. Unless I am perfect, I am nothing. And that's the narrative that goes in your head. And it's a trauma response. You are not there logically engaging with everything. And that's what I used to find really triggering, if I'm very honest, really hurtful, that I would have someone reduce what is a real debilitation when I would, the noise in my head, and this is what I can't, like having broken free from really lots of it, like it, it pokes its head up a little bit, but it's not debilitating. It's not stopping me now. And that noise in my head, that constant chatter, one person, yeah, I get asked this, what's the one thing having like moved away from perfectionism that you didn't realize you would get that you've got the result? is how quiet and how peaceful my life is when, um, with having broken free from it. That internal chatter. I didn't need anybody to be watching me to have that perfectionist natter in my head. Yeah. I don't know if that helps explain maybe that it's, it's,
0: it's a very, it comes from a very different place, perfectionism. Yeah okay yeah that does help it definitely helps
1: and, and people can inadvertently really trigger your trauma again by saying things like people don't care and you're like it's about me it's actually yeah. about it's about me and it's about me not feeling that love it's not me not feeling worthy yeah or telling you just to get over yourself just take the action perfectionists are highly like you know and one of the other things people say to me often and clients that I help I'm really slow at doing something and I'm like wait when you and I use a, making a cup of tea as an example and if we've got time I'll really quickly say this that you make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee we'll use tea you have to first of all decide you want tea that then that one decision creates just an automatic response boil the kettle cup tea water over tea milk (laughs) sugar if required right that one decision as a perfectionist at every point in that in that action of making a cup of tea they could start making five decisions is this the cup i want is this the right cup i want do i do i want coffee do i not want it's a big decision making Did I have, have I already had coffee? Is it better to have tea? Is it better, you know, this, do I want a caffeine? Do I want black tea? Do I want green tea? And they start plotting out so many things. And what I say to people, you're not slow. You're actually incredibly fast because most people wouldn't be able to make the decisions or go through the computations. You know, I used to work for government. I used to work and used to do a lot of in risk. Because I'm very quick, I'm very quick at forward thinking and working out all the computations of a situation. Why? Because I'm a perfectionist. I've had a lifetime honing that skill and honing it to mask just the thought process that goes in my head to give a response in normal time.
0: Yeah. Does that, that. help? <laughs> I love that. Do- you have so you've you've spoken about um your affirmations and you've spoken about your reframes do you have anything that people can download or look at to find out more just to help them a little bit more because we've only really spoken about one example so what where can people go to find out more about your
1: your things yeah <laughs> um, absolutely like obviously I will drop all the drop all the links uh, to you so you can include them um, in in the bio in, in the section under the the podcast is that right fumbling over my words now um but Snow I'm notes, on... darling oh I've, <laughs> I've just learned something new um so Um, On Instagram, I'll give you my Instagram handle. So it's at Bex, B-E-X.Warner, W-A-R-N-E-R. My Instagram handle, I hang out there. You can find me through there, through everything. Facebook, and I also have a free Facebook group, so I'll give you the link. But I have also um, created a sort of just a little guide of what I've talked about so it's a little mini taster of the things you can do to overcome that um procrastination and that overthinking as a perfectionist that will include some reframes there'll be a, a journal prompt in there and there'll be some other tools and guidance for you um that's a freebie so I will drop you the link um specifically for that And then, yeah, just come out and hang out with me in social media. You can, um, I'll also drop you the link to my free group, which is on uh, Facebook. Um, And also, yeah, just you can find me there. I think that's probably the best way. Also, you'll be able to find me like if you're interested in wanting to work with me. And there's two things. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I really am not a perfectionist, but you know that you're, that your audience, that people within your audience is, I also help to come in to give training to your audience to help them break free from it because carts can open and close on programs, on challenges, on your services before a perfectionist is ready to engage. And that can really impact on your business and your business reach. So I also offer that. So if you, that is something, do reach out to me, do DM me, and we can talk about how I can best support you, your, your audience or your clients, because that is something else that we haven't really spoken to, but it, it, it kind of comes up. So I also do a lot of that work
0: thank you so much for coming in and yes definitely check all the show notes the descriptions in the podcast so that you can find bex slash rebecca um but yeah it's at bex.warner and she is there very regularly with her daily morning routine so if there's one thing you learn from her it's her morning routine to get you set up for the day have a good week everybody